Welcome back to the Puma Podcast. I'm Tori. Hey, and I'm Puma. And on this podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything in between. And if you guys have been following with us, uh, yeah, we're kind of going through some kind of big life questions. I know two weeks ago, we talked about what our purpose is. Like, what is our purpose? Is, does it, is church an obligation to be a Christian? Does that, is that really just a list of rules? Oh, and and what, what is our why? What, what, what is our purpose beyond just doing church things? And kind of the answer to that was kind of also in the second podcast was, it was Jesus. The answer is Jesus, um, the Great Commission to go and make disciples who make disciples. And so last week we talked about just kind of that concept that part of following Jesus, part of finding our purpose is found in the purpose that he gave us, which is the Great Commission found in Matthew 28. And so today I'm really excited. We're talking about what that looks like. What does it mean to be a disciple? And uh, yeah, yeah so, just, just what is a disciple, which yeah. is sort of the it's a really good question because again, so many things we like to make assumptions kind of going back reviewing, you know, two weeks ago, as far as like the big over 10,000 foot view purpose. Mm. Do you remember mm. what we talked about, Tori? The big overview purpose. Yeah. It was like the, the big, the big purpose purpose. Oh yeah. To give God glory and to enjoy him. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. When I was a kid, learned the catechism there, but the Bible speaks to that. You know, one of the verses I was reading this weekend uh, in John 17 and, and Jesus says this, says, Father, and this is like the last night of Jesus's life, and he, he's ready to go to the cross in a few hours, and he's, he's praying to the Father. He says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. In other words, Jesus's heart desire was that those that the Father had given him and those the Father had given him, he's talking about who, Tori? He's talking about, uh, about us, isn't he? He's, ta- he's talking or about us. Disciples. He's talking about his disciples and then people. those that will believe in their message, which is, which which is, is us. us. Yeah, he's, he's talking about those that Jesus loves, those that he poured his life into. He says he so desires. He's asking the Father, I, I can't wait mm-hmm. for those, Father, that you have given me those that I love, I care about, to be with me and to see my glory, to, to enjoy me. You see, when we talk about giving God glory, it's not just this kind of abstracty thing that we mm. kind of religiously thing. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. And so to glorify God, give God glory, to, to exalt him, to magnify him and how magnificent he is. And we do that by knowing him, relating to him and enjoying him. And so Jesus isn't just a savior to help us escape hell or help us with our problems. Mm. He's a person to know and to fall in love with and to, to enjoy and to be with. And so we saw that then last week in John chapter 15, just the same night um, that I just read from John 17, the same night Jesus talks about mm. uh, the father is the gardener and Jesus is a vine and we are the branches. That's right. And we are to wow. abide in him. And he says something really interesting there in verse 8. He says, it is to my Father's glory, Jesus talking to his disciples, mm-hmm. says, to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And then a mm-hmm. few verses later, he says, I've appointed you to go and bear fruit. And that word appointed was a word that they've been assigned a task, a, mm-hmm. a task to do. And so we explored that. If our purpose is to give God glory, to exalt him, and that happens through relationship, through enjoying him, through knowing him, well, to get to know him, to know what he values and what he likes, uh, Jesus clearly said that our ultimate uh, responsibility until we are with him, 
forever Mm -hmm. is to do what he told us to do, what he commissioned us to do. And that commission was to go and make disciples. disciples. That's the assignment that he's given us. Mm -hmm. So, and this earth, until he calls us home, we give God glory in everything we do. We read from First Corinthians a couple weeks ago. But that happens in a more personal purpose way by seeking to make disciples. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where we kind of left off last week a little bit to, to make disciples. And so today, really, the question is, uh, before we talk about making disciples, what actually is a disciple? Yeah. If yeah, I'm going to make a widget, <laughs> I need to know what a... Which it is. is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. Let's uh, let's talk about what it really means to to make a disciple. Yeah. What, what is a disciple? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a disciple is a word that we hear in our culture a little bit, but it's not one that, you know, is super popular. Mm-hmm. So like Tori, when you hear the word disciple, what comes to mind? Oh, uh, I yeah, I can think of like a Jedi okay. and his a pupil. A Padawan learner. Yeah, okay. like a disciple, yeah. a student of some type of trade or some type of, yeah, business, you know. Um, my brother's going to carpentry, right? And so part of his, you know, tutelage is that he becomes a disciple of some other carpenter after he graduates from with his associate. So, yeah, I think of, of someone who learns under, who studies, who spends time with, learns the trade. I think of trade, not so much education as much as it is like life or what like a particular task to live okay so doing something so an apprentice would be a word that might come to mind Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe like a student yeah yeah maybe yeah to learn um and i guess i think of to learn it's not so much head knowledge it's like real life application like if i'm learning to yeah to be a carpenter then i'm not going to just read a bunch of books i mean i will but i'm going to learn by doing it and watching and sure. model from my teacher. Yeah, so you put two things together there. One, to learn something, but also to put it into practice mm. to do it. Yeah. I think in our churches today, we're very good at learning things. Mm. We all have classes yeah. to learn things. Right. So is learning just learn? Yeah, yeah, right. So we have VBS, Vacation Bible School for the Kids. <laughs> yeah. and they all come and they have this experience and they learn things about Jesus, about the Bible. So are they disciples? I would probably say no. I would say they may be informed, but yeah, I mean, if you don't live out what you learn, then nothing changes in your life. So I would probably say no. Yeah. All right. So you are a college student and you get your degree online. You never talk to any actual person. You just get, Mm. you know, online syllabus and all the assignments. You learn all this stuff. Are you a disciple? Soft, no. Soft, no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it depends, right? I mean, I think to some degree, you know, I mean, I went to school online for, for a bit. And so, like, yeah, I learned stuff. But if it just stopped with learning, then I would say no. I think learning can be a great launching pad to be a disciple. But I think if you just learn and that's it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a waste. All right. So let me ask you this question. You went to, did some online learning. You also did some in-house learning. Mm-hmm. So when you think about your time, like in college and, and, and that and, and learning, what was the most impactful part for you in, in, in learning? Was it mm. sitting in a class? Was it connection with professors? Yeah, um, I would definitely say, I mean, some, some classes were good because I was interested in the content, but my most impactful memories was sitting at the table with Dr. Holmes and some other great professors that really just poured into me and did life with me. Uh, and he also was my Bible professor. I, I love his classes, but it was really 
the one-on-one time that really shapes who I am. Yeah. Okay. No, interesting. Yeah, because we think about the word disciple. We see that in the Bible. It's really not a word that we use. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't really talk about it. But if if we were to ask each other or, you know, those listening, you know, and, and ask ourselves a question, am I a disciple of Jesus? You know, how how do we know how to answer that question? Yeah, probably I mean, get a lot of blank stares. Like maybe like me, just kind of fumble. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, how do you how do you answer that question? How do you quantify that? Because right. we have really turned um, walking the Christian life into a class. Mm. We've turned discipleship or discipling into a class. So program a program, yeah. and and. And there is a, a knowledge component to that, mm-hmm. but being a disciple was so much more. So earlier you talked about like, like a, a Jedi and his Padawan, <laughs> yeah, learning. right? Obi Wan and Yoda and Anakin and yeah, you know. And I, you know, I, I grew up with the Star Wars movies. I love that picture because basically you take you know a youngling under your wing or younglings, and so you know what, what is what is the pattern wherever Obi Wan goes, hmm. you know, yeah. So does little Anakin. Yeah, so does little Anakin. What Obi-Wan does, little Anakin (laughs) Anakin does. does. In other words, the disciple is really cultivating a relationship with the rabbi. The rabbi Mm -hmm. is cultivating a relationship with the disciple. And the disciple's purpose is to become just like the rabbi. Mm -hmm. And the rabbi's responsibility is to really reproduce themselves in the life Mm -hmm. of the one that they are discipling, the one that they are mentoring. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting too, because I think not just modeling what they do, but also what they don't do. Right. So even like, like the worst out of the six, <laughs> the second movie, right? Where Anakin can't have a relationship. Well, Obi-Wan didn't have one. And so even like, hey, as, as Jedis, we don't do this. And just, yeah, watching what the rabbi doesn't do is also really important. Yeah, so to, to become like the rabbi. And so... You know, rabbis in the first century, in Jesus' day, rabbis would um, really look through the resumes. If they're going to pour their life into somebody, they're going to, you know, make sure that they're the yeah. creme de la creme, you know, yeah. the, the, the top. The cream of the crop. Yes, they, that they are, they are the best. You know, you know who you don't take? A stinky, uneducated fisherman, right? That's, that's, <laughs> that's typically true. who you're not going to pick. Yeah. You know, right. the ones that couldn't pass, you know, middle school. Mm-hmm. You know, or couldn't afford middle school. They don't have the the pedigree, mm-hmm. say, in the family. You know, right. the, or the the money, or whatever. Yeah. So it's it, so this was in the first century. This was a concept, and so the 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 idea was that someone you know learns. They learn from a a, a master, a teacher, mm-hmm. or as they call them, you know, a rabbi. And the disciples fell in love with their rabbi, and the rabbi loved their disciples. That's why you see. In John 17, I mean, Jesus is is ready to go to the cross. Judas has already gone to betray him, and he's finally communicated what he needs to communicate mm-hmm. to you know his eleven disciples. And he says, he knows he's leaving. He says, Father, I want to, I want them to come be with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the heart of a loving rabbi who yeah. wants only what is best for his disciples. Um, so, you know, what is a what is a disciple? That's kind of kind of the question, you know, and, and to ask the question, am I a disciple, am I a disciple of Jesus? You know, I'm not asking if, if, are you a Christian? Mm. <laughs> I'm asking, yeah, are you, a, true. are you a disciple of Jesus? Do you, do I 
you know, do we want to get to know Jesus and become like him? Mm. You see, this changes how I read the Bible. This changes how I read the Gospels. This changes, you know, my perspective of God's word. See, it's no longer just a book of information, but it is actually a um, a communication mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the heart of God to me f- so that I can get to know him and fall in love with him. And, you know, and that, and that him, um, in its most, uh, personal form is Jesus. Yeah. I remember I had a professor tell me uh, in, in undergrad that other than the name Yahweh, Jesus's personal, you know, nickname, the most repeated name of God was actually teacher. In Old and New Testament, um, that Jesus is referred to as the teacher, then the creator of the top two, but teacher is like a few more than creator. But yeah, it's interesting that Jesus, God, Old and New Testament, that one of the most predominant names he has is, is teacher. Yeah, teacher. And like we mentioned, I think in a previous podcast, Luke 640, you know, no student is mm-hmm. above his teacher. The word teacher there, you know, referring to the rabbis, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's the primary, they're, they're, you know, imparting themselves into right. their students. Um, the word student there is the word for disciple. That's the same word that we get disciple from. Mm. You know, so a student was a disciple, a a Padawan learner, right? Mm. The one that is... is <laughs> and so you just don't learn what the rabbi knows. You think the way the rabbi thinks. Right. And you, you know, believe the things that your rabbi believes. So much so that you might walk the way your rabbi walks. You frequent the same restaurants that your <laughs> rabbi frequents. You, you bank at the same bank that your rabbi banks at. You mm-hmm. um, enjoy this, t- you, you come to, you become to enjoy the same shows. And we know that this is the way it works in relationships and friendships. Don't mm-hmm. we become like the people we hang out with? Yeah, 100%. Right? We, 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 yeah. we, we start to, yeah, we might get together because of some affinity, something we enjoy together. But the more time we spend together, the more things that we begin mm-hmm. to enjoy together. Yeah, hobbies to music to political views to even mannerisms. We do pick up on just qualities of people we're around. Yeah, your rabbi has a really sweet Australian accent, and you start <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, right. you know, trying to mimic that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we think about being a disciple of Jesus. Is it just um, following his character? It's got to be more than that. I mean, uh, yeah, his character is huge. And the character does shape someone's personality, but I think it goes more than just character. There's a mind, a worldview, an ideology behind just the action somebody does. Yeah. So, I mean, when we think of character, I mean, a lot of people, we need, uh, our world says, yeah, we need to be like Jesus. When they say that, <laughs> what do they mean? We need to be... Be nice or loving or... Be nice or loving. Kind, yeah. Yeah. Typically what people don't mean when they say to me that like Jesus is we need to have the same priorities of Jesus. Mm, priorities. Now, now there are a lot of people that would assume what Jesus's priorities are, right? Mm-hmm. So some would say, yeah, you got to be kind. Therefore you have to go, you know, work in a soup kitchen every Saturday night. Cause that's, you know, that's true. the priority of Jesus they, yeah, interpret. that, that they would, they would interpret that. But when we read the gospels, and you start looking at Jesus, not just what he taught, but you start looking at his priorities. Um, so, like, what's a priority? Priority for Jesus? Or just, like, priorities in general. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, probably money. Um, i got to eat, so i got to wear clothes, have housing, shelter. Um, priority friends, you know, people I want to hang out with. Priority entertainment, so TVs, video games. Yeah. 
priorities, things that, are, that hold much value. Some would might say family, some might say, you know, their job, but yeah, things that they think about. <laughs> yeah, priorities, and we prioritize. So uh, I want to hang out with you or I ha- hang out with my wife. I can only hang out with one. Hmm. I need to prioritize with right. there. Yeah. I have $100 and I have five things I need to buy but I can't buy them all because they all cost more than $100 collectively. Mm. So I have to prioritize. prioritize yeah. right? So choose. I prioritize based upon what? You, you mentioned a little bit. Yeah, your it's, values, it, what, what you really enjoy, that yeah. you really care about. Or, or what is most important, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or what is going to be the, like, the greatest good. Or, mm-hmm. or, or like if I prioritize relationships, I would prioritize time with my wife because... Mm-hmm. She has a specific place in my life. Um, you have a place in my life, but the place that she has is a higher priority than right. than you. Doesn't mean I don't like you or love you. It just means that when I come to those pla- those moments where I have to make a choice, I can't have it all. I got to make a choice between one or the other. We always choose that which is to us our greatest value or the most important or the most beneficial. So we think of Jesus's priorities. What do we mean by that? Well, Jesus made choices all the time. He had to make choices of who he was going to spend his time with, where he went, uh, how he was going to, you know, his energy and all, all of that. And and this is where I think we we miss out when we think, you know, am I a disciple of Jesus? We're really not really aware of what, it, what Jesus's mm-hmm. priorities were. And when we think of priorities, it's uh, with Jesus, you know, what are some of the things they did over and over again? What are the things that seem to be super important to him? Well, Jesus always was always seen going and praying. Um, he's always going away to a quiet place, a, a solitary place to pray. So he had to prioritize, you know, being with, with God and, and praying. Also, scripture, he quotes it a lot. Even as a 12-year-old, he was in the synagogues learning. Um, so, yeah, he, he values scripture. He was always with people. Um, he prioritized people. He even on really bad days, he spent time. He was compassionate to the crowds. He he really invested in people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was the greatest prayer warrior. Can't find Jesus in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. He's off praying. He's always praying. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we overlook that those passages. We don't really see think of Jesus as a prayer warrior, but right. he was. Right. Um, yeah. Like Mark one thirty five, they just got done healing Peter's mother in law the morning. The night before, whole town comes. The next morning, they can't find Jesus. Peter goes out. Where is Jesus? He's out. He's out praying. Yeah. Peter says, "Hey, come on back. The city's coming back. You know, to for the round two today." Hmm. And Jesus says, "No, we have to go to the next towns and the other towns because that is why I've come." In other words, hmm. Jesus said no to Peter and to all the the people hmm. of the town there. Right, the crowds. Yeah, be, that that probably could use him and need him. He said no to them. Because the father said, you need to go to the next town. So Jesus had to prioritize how he was going to spend his time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was always praying. You talk about he was always, you know, reading the, the word of God. The Old Testament was on his lips all the time. It can only be there if he spent time there mm-hmm. reading and studying. Mm-hmm. He, he was always investing in people. Um, right. you, you see that. He was dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see him... Uh, especially in the Gospel of John, over and over again, he had such a, a love devotion. He wanted to obey the Father and exalt the Father. Yeah, he says, I only, only come to do what the Father sees. So um, Jesus prioritized obedience. Mm, yeah. You know, and so if we 
want to be a disciple of Jesus, and you say, yeah, I'm a disciple of Jesus, what do we really mean by that? Hmm. It's like, I want to know Jesus' heart. I want to know his mind. I want to know his values. But I also want to walk as he walked. I want to prioritize my life the way he did. I want prayer to the mm-hmm. Father. I want to exalt the Father. I want to have a life of obedience. Um, I I want to know the, the scriptures so that it can um, renew my heart and my mind and, and, and mm-hmm. challenge me and, and grow me because that's what Jesus did. And if you're going to be a disciple of him, then we want to become like him and do what he did mm-hmm. and to think like he did. So, So a disciple has... I mean, really what I'm hearing, um, and I, I'd agree with you, a disciple is not someone who just does what Jesus does, actions per se, but it's more, it's deeper than that. It's not just the character quality. Um, it, it is thinking and prioritizing the values that Jesus thought about and prioritized. And, and, he, and you can't know those if you don't spend time with him. Hmm. Right. And he wants, he wants you to spend time with him. We, we make assumptions all the time with people. Uh, we see them do something and we assume, mm. you know, their values or their motives or what they're doing. And we're always often very wrong in our assumptions mm. because we really don't, we're not that close with people. And so, mm. or we're not looking at the right things. Right. And and this happens with Jesus all the time. We make mm. assumptions about what he's like. Our world makes assumptions all the time. But for, for you and I and anyone that says, yeah, I want to be a follower of Jesus, well, what we're saying is, yeah, I, I am a dis- I am a disciple, and a disciple has um, responsibility, you know, mm. to truly follow their rabbi and to want to become like him. And we see the the fulfillment of that in Acts chapter four, when Peter and John are before the Sanhedrin, the ruling council, a couple months after Jesus has been crucified, and all these religious leaders can say is, we don't know what's going on with these guys. All we can tell is they had spent time with Jesus. They, they're mm. called unschooled, ignorant, ordinary men, but they look like Jesus. And that is the highest praise a disciple could ever have is you mm. look like your rabbi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Yeah, we for those who claim to love Jesus, who want to be disciples, I mean, this is such an important perspective to have that it's not just, yeah, I mean, helping out VBS and, and, you know, the church and volunteering and doing the sound, those are all great things. Being a disciple is more than just doing. It's about becoming. It's about really getting the same heart and mind as Jesus did. And yeah, we, do, we, do we value what he valued? We may go to the synagogues and go to church like he did, but do we actually care about people the way he does? Do we really care about prayer, about being obedient? Um, but yeah, being a disciple is much more than just an action. It's a worldview. It's a heart yeah, mindset. It's, it's not going to church on Sundays. It's not paying a tithe. It's not all the, these other weekly activities. Not that these things are bad, but doing these things does not make one a disciple, a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're not bad, but that's not what we're talking about. Right. And we know that's true because Matthew 7 highlights that many on that day will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things? Did we not do this? Did we not do that? And they were all good things. But he says, I never knew you. Right. And that's a relational. Yeah, it, it yeah. is a understanding a person so well, you understand their why. You understand their heart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Well, yeah, you know, next week uh, we'll dive into more of this this idea of what it means to be a disciple. And guys, thank you so much for joining us on, on this uh, journey with us. If you have any questions or comments or even stories, we'd love to hear them. You can reach out to us at thepumapodcast at gmail.com. 
We would love to touch base with you guys. And yeah, and even pray for you guys. So yeah, just let us know if you want to touch base and maybe we can talk about a question you guys might have down the road. So yeah, guys, may we as followers of Jesus, and if you're not a follower of Jesus, then, then maybe this whole podcast can maybe make you think a little bit more, am I really a disciple or should I be a disciple? Uh, from my experience, the more you read God's word, the more you can't help but want to follow this, this God of the Bible. So yeah, guys, thank you so much and tune in next Friday at 1010 for another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.